You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Trevor Penning isn't yet. We're here on Inside Black and Gold, and we're going to talk about the big rookie who is nursing his big toe. <laughs> he had surgery. And and so let's let's be clear here, and, and this is something that I think confused a lot of people when it happened. Trevor Penning does have turf toe. Now, turf toe is when you sprain the ligament of your big toe, and a a, a sprain, if it's bad enough, that can constitute a tear, which is what happened. So you have to have surgery to repair it. So that is what he has had done. It has reportedly gone well. And what we learned today is the team is hopeful to get him back at some point in the 2022 season. Now, I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller on Inside Black and Gold. And we're going to get into this a little bit. I think that was always the idea to get him back. I don't think that anything has changed in terms of the Saints' perspective, because they kept him on the 53-man roster and then reverted him to IR. And you do that because you want to maintain the ability to bring a guy back. Because if you put someone IR on IR in the preseason, they're done for the year. If you wait and you put them on IR after the cutdown, then you are able to bring him back. This year, it has to be at least four weeks on injured reserve. Last year, it was three. They changed it. So now it's four. And you can bring back as many as eight people off of injured reserve, which is another change. Last year, it was three weeks, and you had an unlimited number of people you could bring back. This year, it's four weeks, and you're capped at eight. But Trevor Penning and Malcolm Roach are the two players that got sent to IR, and I think both of those guys you're hoping to get back. What we found out today, Ian Rappaport broke the news this morning. You know, I think the Saints got positive news on the surgery, and they're hopeful to get him back at some point maybe in November. And that would put you, you know, sometime around week nine, week 13, where he'd be back in the field practicing. And Hey, if you can get him back later in the season, you never know what's going to happen with injury luck. You never know how James Hurst is going to play. We're going to find that out. And I think that'd be a good boost late in the season if they can get him back. Yeah. And I think going into it, most of us, at least at WWL and I'm sure other media members were, I don't think anyone was really considering that Trevor Penning was coming out the gates starting at left tackle, but maybe week five, week six, 
you know, down the line kind of deal, he might have earned more snaps or at least getting into that rotation. And by the end of the year, he would hopefully have earned that job. And now that kind of projection takes, you know, a little bit of a backseat with the injury, but you're still looking at least having him for some of this year, which is obviously key for his development and also for meshing with this offensive line and also uh, just bodies in general, you know, guys are going to get dinged up along the way. So getting him back after a, a little bit, uh, the, maybe the first, second half of the season that you start to get him into the line with the, with the rest of the guys is going to be good. And I, I don't know. I thought it was definitely going to be a more serious injury when he was carted off. Thankfully, that's not the case though. Well, I mean, it is a serious injury. Like that's, let's be real. It is a very serious injury. And I think the name turf toe kind of leads you to think like, oh, it's not that significant, but it is a significant injury, especially for an offensive lineman. And we're going to get into that a little bit more when we hear from Landon Young. Here's what Dennis Allen had to say on that when we kind of asked him, you know, okay, is, are you guys confident you can get him back? This is what he had to say. Yeah, I think there's some, some, some hope that he'll, he'll be back at some point. Um, and, you know, certainly he's going to work extremely hard to try to get back out here. So hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but, um, you know, we'll just have to see. That's the key word. You know it. Yeah, I think in this case, Trevor's not going to be out there practicing on uh, on <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. But, I think uh, they're off tomorrow, right? I, I believe when? they are. Even though it's weird because they were off all weekend, so I don't know. Maybe they'll change that up a bit. But, yeah, usually they'd be off on Tuesdays, so we'll see how they operate. This is kind of weird because normally we'd be able to look back and say, okay, this is how they handled it last year. But last year was so bizarre in the sense that they were – relocated due to Ida that we really don't know how they would have handled that last year. So we're kind of just figuring it out, but yes, the team is likely off on Tuesday and I do not think Trevor Penning will be out there on Wednesday. So our streak of sooner rather than later, meaning tomorrow will probably end at three, but I think that is, that is confidence inspiring. And I, but I think, I don't think that anything necessarily changed because if you went into the surgery thinking he was done for the year, you would have just tossed him an IR in the preseason and you would have said, okay, we'll see you next year, Trevor. But yeah, I think they want him back. They want him. I think it's honestly more important that he gets back for his confidence than, than necessarily the Saints. I don't know if he will be ready to play even when he's back in practice because he's going to have to get back right. into shape. He's going to have to you know, get comfortable on that foot. And that's going to be a, a much steeper hill then you would say maybe at a skill position where it's more about muscle memory. This is about like, you want to make sure he's not hurting himself further because he's trying to play through an injury before he's really ready to get back. But yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the important thing to keep in mind here. Well, with, with Penning, you know, we saw some positives. I know everybody was quick to jump on him after that first preseason showing, but I, I thought there was obviously improvements in the green Bay matchup and then obviously he got hurt in the in the finale but you know you were seeing a young player make those gradual steps and I'm just glad that obviously James Hurst you know he's looking last week he came back and I wasn't sure if his foot injury was going to be serious either then the Saints would have been in really big trouble with both left tackles down no doubt um and so that's where we can kind of go into the Landon Young interview. And, you know, I kind of just talked to him about, okay, this is, you know, your first season kind of making the roster, knowing what to expect, kind of got into Trevor Penning's injury. Now, 
I think I, I had mentioned this earlier, but Landon Young also dealt with this injury last year. He suffered it in the Philadelphia game. He played through it, and he also underwent surgery. So he has a really good kind of insight into what Trevor's going to be dealing with. And so uh, here you go. It's always kind of a uh, interesting kind of time of year when you're going to get through the cuts and come in. And, and how, are you, how are you feeling about you know your your role on the offense this year? I definitely feel pretty good. Uh, you know, like I said, everyone that's on that 53-man roster has a role at some point in the year, and everyone plays a key position. Of course, you have your starters that are going to st- that start every you know game they can, but you're one snap away from being put in a situation that. You're the guy they rely on the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel really good about it. I think you know there's been a big jump in progression from last year to this year. I think that the improvement's been there. Um, but I'm uh, I'm excited to get into this next season and see how it goes. Now, one thing you said is you know after coming from Kentucky, you didn't have a, a cadence, right? Yeah. You know what? Just for the layman, uh, like. What does that mean exactly? Like, how, how did you operate at Kentucky versus how you operate now? What's the difference? Uh, so our situation in Kentucky is we really our center pretty much uh, uh, said go hit and snap the ball when he wanted to, and it was never really a timed process. Like it was never like a uh, a clap and you had a certain amount of seconds until they said a certain sentence to go off of yeah. and you could jump that. It was sort of just a go hit and that was it. You know, so you can you can watch film after film after film of yeah. just all of us super late off the ball. Center's always the first one <laughs> off the ball. And it should be everybody at the same time. Um, but that was definitely something that we struggled with that it took a took a while to learn when I actually got here to sort of learn how to jump a cadence and get off on that. And what was the kind of, like, what did you have to do to kind of get, like, retrain yourself? Like, was were there any tricks? You so, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, trying to, you know, it's different for every quarterback, every center snap. Eric, he's a little quicker than some of the other centers that we have. Uh, but learning that cadence and knowing, you know, it's really you're jumping it before the the point when you're actually supposed to go off. Mm. You know, it's a, it's a surprise factor. That's what we have as offensive line. You know, ninety percent of the time we're going backwards or we're in a compromising position. We know we know the play and we know the snap count. Mm. So we have to be able to use that as an advantage. So being able to jump that snap count and sort of, like I said, train when you think it's going to be and sort of get that timing down. And, and it's a big thing of working with these guys for reps and reps and reps to be able to get used to that. Gotcha. Um, I know you missed a, a few days of practice. What, what were you dealing with, if you don't mind, uh, going into that? Yeah, I had a, a little uh, uh, hip flexure, uh, a strain up in Green Bay. So we're, we're recovering off that and uh, getting back slowly and surely. So. Are you kind of are you back to full now? Or are you still kind of Yeah, getting back in there. So uh, uh, we've actually, the last couple of days, been able to get out and practice. So uh, – Getting uh, just ramped up, ramped up a little more each day. Awesome. And, you know, just, you know, obviously Trevor's dealing with that injury now. What is your advice to, you know, obviously you went through the rookie season last year and kind of the trials and tribulations with that. What is your kind of advice to a young player dealing with an injury like that? Like, how do you, get through? you know, and I was actually in the same exact situation as him, you know, coming down my rookie season uh, week 11, did the almost exact same thing as Trevor did. And so for him, it's, you know, stay in here, stay involved. You know, come in and absorb as much as you can because no matter if you're injured or what, there's a time that you're going to come back. Right. You know, you're going to rehab. You're going to get better. You're going to spend a lot of time in there. But stay in the book. Stay in film. So when you come back, it's not like you've took a step down. Right. It's like you're continuing on if, you, if not even got better. And I think that was a big thing for me is like through the rehab process and through film and everything, I feel like I still made a jump even though I was injured. So you, you dealt with the turf toe kind of issue last year? Yes. So how, coming back from that, you know, what is the, what is the kind of hurdle there? Like, because I think 
when most people hear turf toe, I think they underestimate, you know, how significant it is just because it's like turf toe, you know, it doesn't sound bad. But like, what is the challenge when you're trying to get back? It's a lot of challenge because, you know, this is something that we depend on as linemen. You know, our our feet are, if our feet aren't planted in the ground, something's wrong. (laughs) You know, so, you know, having ligament damage, soft tissue damage, joint damage, you know, all that is, it's very hard and you think it's so minuscule, but in the grand scheme of things, like we have to use that every single play. And if you don't have that healthy, like, you're out there for a miserable experience. I, I played the rest of the Philly game last year with uh, the broken bone and all that uh, ligaments torn and everything. Yes. And it was miserable. But, you know, in that situation, I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. Same thing with him. It was preseason. I'm glad it was preseason and not, you know, it, it worked out in the situation that if it were an injury, that that was the best case scenario. But uh, I hate that it happened for him. I, I've been in that headspace. I've been there. I, I understand it. And I'm just, I know he's uh, had surgery and hopefully doing good. And we're excited to have him back and, and get him back and see how he's feeling. But yeah, and that, that was Landon Young. And I, I really did, I think he, he made a great point there, which I think, and this is why it's more important, I think, for Trevor to get back this season than necessarily is for the team to get Trevor back this season. He needs to get back and continue his progression because he's the guy who you would hope is the starting left tackle next season, right? I think getting him back for the tail end of this season is going to mean he is light years ahead of where he would be if you just said, okay, we're going to cut it for this season and go back. Because for a guy like that, for a young player, especially someone coming from an FCS school that is still kind of getting his feet under him, you know, confidence is everything. And hopefully he's he's dealing with this the right way and he can come back and still be that guy. Um, because, you know, I thought he was showing really good signs toward the end of the preseason. And, you know, unfortunately, it just didn't go his way. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, you know, obviously getting the reps and the player development. This is kind of like the reverse scenario of Peyton Turner, I guess you would say, from last year. Although he missed a bunch of time uh, early on as well because of injuries and, uh, you know, they played five games last year and then was put on the shelf. But, yeah, the the continuity with continuity for Penning, too, with this offensive line is going to be key. I think that his development, it, it, at least we were off the COVID year this year, and there was more interaction of players in the building than there was the past two seasons. And I know it's been been tough on the young guys having to deal with that but for penning at least he's been around for most of this camp he got that under his belt suffered that injury obviously the third game but i I mean as long as he keeps working at it like landon young said you know keeping that headspace staying in the playbook doing your rehab work getting stuff in at the team's facility i'm I'm hopeful that he'll will be able to return this year and we will see what he can what what more he's capable of on the field because obviously we saw some flashes of that toughness and that that tough mean gritty guy uh in the trenches but you know there there's nothing like those real reps you're going to get in a regular season even even just compared to those preseason live quote unquote bullets yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. And I thought he was a mauler in the run game, and that's what you wanted to see because that was supposed to be his calling card, and it was. And so, you know, if you only have to work on, you know, one element of your game and you can say, okay, this is a this is a strength of mine, and now I have to make a weakness, which pass protection I would classify as his weaker part of his game right now. You have to work on that 
turning that into a strength, then that's, you know, that's progression. That's where you want to be. Um, getting to this question here from the Keeping It Real Who Dat Sports podcast. Um, says, Landon Young did not have a good preseason. Can you tell if his confidence is still high? How do you think he performed? Yeah, he struggled at points, but, you know, he's the backup for a reason. One thing that I'm always impressed by from Landon is just his approach to the game. I was talking to Christian Garrick about this and because, you know, and I wasn't here for the beginning of Zach Streif's career. He was, and he, what he said is, you know, he reminds Landon Young is a very, very reminiscent of a young Zach Streif. You know, a guy who was a seventh round pick, a guy who was not expected to be a longtime starter in the NFL. And, but he was able to, to get there by, you know, understanding the game, working it harder than anybody else. And now he's, he's a coach for the saints and he was a coworker uh, with, with y'all. I wasn't there at the time, but he was a coworker with us at WWL. Um, and I think that's, you know, if, if Landon Young has a future in the NFL, I think kind of, if he wants to emulate Zach Streif, who is now his coach, I think that would be a very good place to start. They play the same position that came out, you know, I think Landon Young was a sixth round pick, but essentially you're talking about the same thing. And so like, yeah, I mean, He's not a guy you want to rely on as a starter right now, but I think in terms of being a backup right tackle who you trust to understand his role and come in and do it, I think it'll be fine. He did struggle in the preseason, and you know that's what the preseason is for. You got you want the guys who are not your starters to improve, and I think he did. So I'm not I'm not worried about Landon Young's confidence. I think just listening to him talk, you can you can understand kind of his approach, and he's not getting he's not letting you know a couple bad reps get to him. Yeah, and Streif was a guy that when he came into, uh, while he contributed uh, very early on, he wasn't really a starter along the offensive line, I think, till year five or six with the Saints. Right. So, I mean, there, there's still more time for a guy like Young to develop, but where he is right now, I, I think is perfectly fine. Yeah, and I mean, this team clearly likes him. You know, they cut their sixth-round pick from this year. You know, so it's like being a, being a sixth-round draft pick is not a guarantee that you make this roster, you have to earn that spot. And I think he has, and uh, I think it's telling. Um, famous Jameis01 asks, any update on Michael Thomas? Not really. <laughs> um, he wasn't at practice the last time we were able to get out there. There was no open practice today, so we didn't really get an idea of who was out there or not. I think, Steve, I wasn't at open locker room, but you said you did see him wandering around, so that's a good sign. Yeah, was it? he came in from one of the doors saw the media was there walked right through and went into the uh you know training facility uh you know we didn't get a chance to talk to him but he was walking didn't look like there was any you know noticeable issues with the hamstring but obviously that's really hard to tell he walked in and said whoop i forgot <laughs> this is going on now i need to get out of here the media's, well yeah and we pretty much know anyway though it's like He's not the most approachable player either. Come on, like, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's just he doesn't like talking to the media. I think it's, you know, we, we, we know it. He knows it. It's not a secret. I'm not concerned about Michael Thomas's hamstring. I think he probably was dealing with soreness, and they, they, they're playing it as safe as possible. A lot of guys didn't practice last week. A lot of guys missed a lot of practice last week. Everyone was kind of just nursing whatever they had to nurse. Um, these are all guys I talked to, and they have all said that they are feeling good. That's Adam Troutman, Alante Taylor, James Hurst. I chatted with Carl Granch, and he said he's feeling fine. And then Landon Young, who you heard from, he was dealing with a hip flexor. He's feeling fine. So I think that what you saw last week was anyone who was dealing with anything lingering, which 
my for Michael Thomas, that was the hamstring. That was the week you kind of got things cleaned up. And the other guy is Paulson Adebo, who was dealing with an ankle injury. And he says he expects to be out there. I know you talked to Pete Werner today. Uh, what did he have to say? Yeah, he basically said that that is the goal, too, is to be, you know, on the field for week one uh, right now, feeling good, and hopefully it continues that way. Obviously, with that groin issue, you know, it's something that you could suffer a setback with any time. And, you know, that wasn't his problem early on. He came back and then during training camp and then, boom, Warner was gone gone again with it. But, yeah, at least he was – you know, in the locker room talking to uh, the media and you got to hope that he's alongside DeMario for week one in Atlanta, because that's been this vision that we've seen, you know, we've been having amongst the linebacking group and we expect Warner to have this big sophomore season. And I'm sure obviously he is too. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about this, like there is concern for me at the linebacker position, but as long as Pete Warner and DeMario Davis are healthy, I don't have concerns, right? The concerns come in behind them. So getting Pete Warner out there healthy is important. And uh, so and it looks like they're going to be able to do that. And the question is going to be, can he stay healthy? Because it's never a good sign when you when you leave with the same injury twice. Uh, but yeah, but I think we're going to get the first injury report on Wednesday. I expect to see Michael Thomas at practice in some, it, probably limited, right? I don't know if he'll be in full, but... I expect he will be at practice. Um, well, they'll, they'll definitely pull him limited. You know that one for sure. Whether it's gamesmanship or not kind of thing. Yeah, Michael Thomas won't be listed as full health all the way probably going into game day. That's that's how it goes. Wait, okay, here we go. We're go- the, the, the chat has devolved into people arguing over whether LSU should have gone for two. They should have. <laughs> uh, the funny thing about this is I was up there, I was recording the celebration after the touchdown, which, first of all, Jare Jenkins is a stud, right? Remember last year, the final game of a regular season, he catches a touchdown from Max Johnson with no time left on the clock and wins that game against Texas A&M. Here he comes out in LSU's next game that isn't a bowl game with, you know, an actual roster, and he catches not one, two touchdowns on the final two drives of the game for LSU to, tie, to, to quote unquote tie that game up. And then and then they can't block on an extra point. That was a rough game. Hopefully the next time we're in the Superdome, we, uh, we have better things to talk about. Anyway, that's gonna end it for that segment on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the Saints' biggest area of concern, which I think they have a few. In their biggest strength. Stick around. <laughs> 